0: Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Hough from Twickenham. Um, as ever, I'm here um, with two cricket and aficionados to talk all things Middlesex cricket. Uh, first up from North London, Sal Alley. How are you, Sal? You good? I'm very well, Dan. Actually, when's this rain going to come? I'm fed up with this hot weather, mate. I can't cope anymore. I mean, yeah, I made a, the ridiculous taken. decision to go out for a run at 12 o'clock today, and there's that famous song in there about mad dogs and Englishmen. And yeah, that was me today. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea, but uh, lost about a stone in weight jogging around Swindley Forest. High, um, but yeah, I suppose not. But there is Thunder Dew, isn't there? Is that right later in the week? I think so, yeah. It's going to get a bit
1: milder. So we've got two more days of this heat wave, they're calling it, and then eventually we might sort of get back to sort of normal temperatures from what I gather. But it's, I've enjoyed mm-hmm. it. You know, you can't, you know you've know, got cricket and we? That's the
0: main thing. There's games being played. Yeah. So. That's what we want. Absolutely. Lots of it too, which is all good. Um, and our guest this week from Old Isleworthians and Heston, um, Alex Thanby. Welcome on board, Alex. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for the invite. Well, it's great that you could come on board. Um, first up, we, we did mention you a couple of weeks ago. Was it a couple of weeks ago or last week when you had a tie? Um, yes. 15 runs off the last over. And I, I gave a running commentary at the game, but it, it, I might as well go straight to that. It, it sounds like a pretty amazing finish, right? Against Besborough is that right?
2: I mean, we had a bit of a crowd there as well on the day, some supporters. It was a crazy last over. Um, yeah, we probably should have defended it, but uh, Besborough did really well and, uh, and got the tie in the end. Yeah, cricket was the winner,
0: as they all say, all the time. Yeah. Um, Cool. I was going to start off, Alex. I guess a fair few folks who listen what, may well not know that much about your clubs, relatively new club to, to many folks. But um, you've had a couple of promotions the last few years, right? Things seem to be going quite well.
2: Yeah, in a, in a middle six, Division 4 now, so uh, we're doing quite well. Uh, we've had a couple of promotions. We've got three elevens out and a 4th 11 friendlies. Who, who play friendlies, and uh, we start the season quite well. A couple of wins, a tie, and uh, and one defeat. So, yeah, not not too bad. Fantastic. And what what are these sort of ambitions for the club? It sounds like you're growing. I mean, because you,
0: you haven't always had four sides, have you? That that seems to be another development.
2: No, I mean just to give you a, a, a brief background. We uh, the, the the club folded back in sort of early two thousands, late nineties, and then. Um, uh, we started the club five years ago uh, from from scratch. It's always been a football and, and uh, rugby club. Started the cricket section five years ago um, with with no no teams, and now we've got four four Saturday teams, two Sunday teams, and uh, and a cult section that's that's getting bigger every day.
0: Fantastic, and, and I'm ne- it never ceases to me, amaze me uh, how many clubs there are in Middlesex now. Apparently, we've got seventy-six clubs just in our league, and I often wonder—you know—could c- we could we ever get any more? It, you know, there, there are so many clubs, so many sides out there. But you 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 sort of shown there that there's always room to grow, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we we've obviously had to recruit, uh, ask a friend of a friend of a friend. To... And then, then yep. um, obviously, you know, just keep it a, a nice environment to play where, where people want to come and play their cricket every week. And uh, yeah, so far, so so good. Fantastic. And how are the twos doing? Are they Having a good season? No, the twos our twos have uh, not started in the, in the best fashion. Uh, our threes had a good good win over your boys on the weekend, though, didn't they? I was wondering how long that was going to come up. Like they, <laughs> they, they did, and apparently they they were
0: pretty good as well. Our, our, our... Our lad said that uh, they were quite impressed, so um, it's always nice to hear, I guess, isn't it?
2: Yeah, no, I think it was a close game. It got to the last three overs, I believe, with a with a run out to to win the game. So that was that was quite good. Yeah,
0: all
2: good, all good.
0: Um, we normally start with the prem, so I don't see any reason to to change uh, to change that, Alex. Or so come back to old eyes in a bit. But uh, Sal, what do we need to know about the prem? Um, exciting week, right? Well, it's good we've got um, the time format back as well now. Because obviously the last season it
1: was curtailed and. We just played uh, the overs format, so it's good that the time format's back, and I think a lot of clubs faced in positive cricket by the results. Um, we'll start off with, with the league leaders, and it looks like they're becoming runaway leaders at the moment in uh, Crouch End, who had a good win away at Finchley, winning quite comfortably in the end. I mean, they didn't set off as their nor- at a normal rate with their openers sort of flying away, but it was down to vice-captain um, Pratik Patel, who hit 93. And then, as we've mentioned on, on the podcast and, and on a regular basis, Apps, Karana took um, 8.38 and, and Crouchen were victorious. But again, there are, there are clutch of sides underneath them who are sort of like just hanging onto the coattails and a couple of them are Richmond and Tennantan. Richmond had a quite an easy day against Bronsby. Um Bowled them up 75 and then uh, got home for eight, wicket, eight wickets with a... Uh, the Australia, I think, has now become a British citizen or is naturalized. Or nation, is, what's the term? I naturalized, yeah, 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 that's the one. So he's Cameron McLashen, five for eighteen. So it would be good for them to have him. I mean, playing a regular season for them now. And then um, Tennanton, who won in the last over, um, so it doesn't sound as easy as it was against Hampstead, who uh, who owed it to Cameron Jackson, the captain, to one hundred and fourteen. But Tenenton, uh you know, they've got a good balanced side, good bat, good batting, good bowling. They thought it crept home. I mean, in the end, but I think from by the sounds of it, probably a little bit. Harder than it looks. And um, if you didn't get gets your guys, uh, batted first, yep. posted what was obviously a competitive total in 2 4 9. And then again, your sort of um, batting frailty sort of came to four again. Uh, Scott in three innings, good all round performance, um, scored 63 and took three for 31. So he's obviously, you know, one of the all runners that we speak about in the league has been, you know, very sort of high quality cricketer. And uh, Tom Shaw hit 50 as well, three innings, so That would be good for him because so I think he's been sort of opening this season. So Sure, Christian's happy with that, and yeah, as I said, um, I mean, obviously, you mentioned Monty, he had a bowl a log spell in the heat, and took, I think, was it four wickets in the end. Yeah, 25 um, overs, he bowled. Yeah, he had a long yeah, old day. Fair effort, um, from Monty, but again, it was sort of uh, no gain in the end of it because obviously, uh, Ealing were sort of far too good with the ball and bowled you guys out for one five seven. Um, different, I mean, another guy who's done well for you guys, Ethan, Wright, isn't he? I mean, he batted well, stuck in, didn't
0: he, at the weekend? And yeah, he, he did. Was, I mean, it was a really go. <laughs> It was an interesting game, now to be honest, because I, I think Ealing's total was way better than people realised. Um, one, they had twenty-five overs of Monty Panesar to deal with, which is clearly a challenge. And they, they made, they, you know, they didn't try and uh, and really score quickly off Monty, but they also those four wickets came quite late in the day. So I, I thought they, it, as an outsider looking in, because I played on Sunday, so I could watch quite a lot of this on on, on the old Pitch Vision. Um, I thought that they they batted very sensibly, and I, I think it shows a little bit about how you know. Our batting on paper looks quite good, but but we need we got a few people out of form basically probably three players there that that are struggling for runs and so Ealing's victory if you take Montes' twenty five O's out of it was 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 pretty you know was pretty impressive. The thing I also noticed is that we, we were we weren't really sure whether to go for the winning draw or the losing draw. And after trying to dig in, dig in, dig in, Ethan Wright and Gurgit Sandu, Rashid Milazar, they then tried to up the tempo and as soon as they tried to score runs. Then then wickets started falling and we ended up we ended up losing. So there was the, the the debate about whether you should go for the runs or or whether you should just settle for the for the losing draw and, and the one point. And I guess there's no answer to that debate. Um, but as soon as we started to try and score a bit quicker, that's that's when the problems the, the problems really set in. And I bet there's a load of teams around the county saying the same thing. You know, as soon as we tried to score runs, we started um, we started losing losing wickets. Well, but you talk Go about on. digging in and trying to...
1: I was going to say, not a problem for a couple
0: of other people in the I league, I left before
1: right? the, the last game to run up in the league. I mean, what a performance. I mean, obviously, North Middlesex were far the better side on the day, and, you know, they're five points to Shepherds Bushes one. Maybe they'll look back and think, OK, did we walk away and not get the points we needed? But, you know, two three one all out. North Middlesex, uh, 50 for Evan Flowers, again, he's in some really good form this year. I mean, he's having a great season, you know, being, being there, seen it, done it, very guitar, Bush... Faced 70 overs, which I am i don't know if that's a record in in, in the team back in second in, in league cricket. In so let me get this right. There
0: are hundred over 130
1: overs in the game. Yeah. Is that right? Which is 133 in total, 63 for Northamouth, 70 for Southamouth, Bush. And as I said, we mentioned we're digging and teams playing for a draw. Obviously, Bush were doing that, playing for a draw. But you have to take your hats off to their last pair. Ramon Bailey batted number 10. One run and faced 63 balls. Stephen Barnard, who does like to actually get on with things. I've seen him back a couple of times. Get on with things? That's an understatement. You you wax it, the kingdom come. Well, (laughs) maybe (laughs) someone else turned up on Sunday or Saturday because Stephen Barnard didn't score a single run and batted for 50 balls. I mean, I think they batted at least... I think they even looked at the card. I think they batted at least 17, 18 overs a pair of them. So, what an achievement. I mean, some of the North mid figures, like we had one guy bowling 0-13 0 for thirteen of twenty overs with fifteen maidens, Alex McQueen. So obviously there must be rain around. <laughs> not for thirteen of twenty overs with yeah. fifteen maidens. It's ridiculous, it yeah. is, isn't it? Um, so obviously there must be some extreme pressure. Obviously it was a hot day as well. So um, they won't get, get any points for this, I suppose. But I mean, hats off to, to, to the pair of them for to, to blocking out and yeah. get this. I mean, and who knows how important that point could be, and also how important North Wind not win that game could be in 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 the scheme of things as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. But yeah mentioned, and I know we've got the bush boys. I think we keep mentioning, but I think definitely next week we could next week, there.
0: yeah. Jack Bryden's coming on, and um, Will Spear, yeah. So we'll, we'll be able to talk to him about that. We can talk about those too. And you know, um, I'm sure they'll be saying they'll never the in, in the next time game. Uh, <laughs> while they went on there, but there's a bit of background to the Steve Barnard. I mean, Steve Barnard does like to whack a cricket ball, there's, yeah. there's no doubt about that. Not known for his patience, um, but I think he pulled a hammy early doors oh. um, when he was bowling, so he, he basically couldn't move. Um, even then though Sal I don't know about you but it, you edge something don't you you have an outside edge that goes mm. to third man or you, you have something that you know Chinese cut that gets you a couple of runs but to, to think that basically him and Bailey didn't have any of those at all which I think is 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 unbelievable but you know, magnificent as well it's, well it's maybe they were inspired by Monty the week before
1: and in his Cardiff exploits you know um, it sort of rubbed off <laughs> on him you know but well yeah. Monty's not not so good at keeping him out anymore he was at first quarter. I saw that on Saturday yeah yeah Caught it yeah. short leg, but I think it wasn't. Yeah, but yeah, again, so it said Northland has obviously deserved performance for playing cricket and not far away from getting a victory. But Shepherd's Bush, the last pair, you know, what what, what, what a performance! And I think it does show that, you know, um, that's the beauty of time cricket in some ways. It does bring in different skills as cricketers. You know, everyone knows the the overs format. You know, you look, you look at the explosive cricketers and, and the guys who can bowl quick and you know, take yeah. wickets, but I think in this format it, it does bring out a different cricketer, and you know we've, we've just seen that at the weekend.
0: Um, yeah. Alex, have you, anything, have you heard of anything as bonkers as this? Last wicket stands for no runs that go on forever.
2: It's <laughs> crazy, isn't it? I was just going to say. I mean, when it comes to uh, Twicken, I watched a Twicken and Bush game a couple of weeks ago when our, our game got rained off, yep. and that was a great game to watch. Neville was smashing <laughs> it all around the park, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, well, Neville's way is either get nothing at all, don't bother, um, you know, or, or get 80 and 40 balls. And he's, he's added both of those in equal measure this season. And you caught him on a good day.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was he was clearing the ropes
0: for fun, wasn't yeah. he? But what did you make of Premier League cricket watching it? I forgot that you'd seen that game, Alex. What was your first impression of it? Or have you seen plenty of Premier League uh, cricket? Yeah,
2: I mean, as you guys mentioned, Bush were, were, were very impressive that day. I mean, they had they had one of their fellas who came in and was reverse sweeping spinners for fun yeah. and unfortunately that day one of the uh, one of the car windows got smashed and uh, Gerge's window got smashed through as well wasn't it so yeah it was it was a great game to watch wasn't it yeah. um, unfortunately you guys come out on the wrong side of it yeah, people often ask if we get window smashed at to Twickenham Green, and my answer is nearly
0: is nearly always not as, not nearly as often as you might think. Except when one of our own bowlers parks behind the bowler's arm and has his own car window <laughs> smashed. It would have been even better if he'd bowling at the time, but he wasn't. But yeah, poor old Gurgit Sand had his, uh, his, his window smashed through. So, such is life. Um, yeah, I've never seen anything quite like that. so. 120 odd balls, 130 balls um, for, for nothing at all. I've, I've seen last wicket stands, but not not any that have gone on that long. Um, and I, mean, I don't know how Ramon, Ramon Bailey bats but if he was anything like Steve Barnard it must have been you know, a, an out of body experience for him because I don't think that sort of stuff comes naturally but as you say stopping the other side winning may well be really important at the end of the season definitely people don't think about it like that um, um, enough in my mind so um, next week what are the fixtures next week what, what should we look out for
1: so, next week, we have you, obviously, I mean, I'm not going to call it relegation, but I've fair yeah, to say Yeah, cheers, Sal. Thanks for that. No, no, I'm yeah. not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it to me earlier on. But, yeah, I mean, yeah once to be coming over to you guys. I'm sure you'll be looking to, to take the points in that game. As you said, I want to are struggling at the moment, finding it quite tough. I mean, you guys have been a bit inconsistent, you know, on your day. You, you can be anyone. And, obviously, um, I'm you're probably hoping that's the, time, the team that turns yeah. up. Um, I mean, the, the clash, I'm looking forward to crouching and Teddington. you know. Yeah. Um, in last year's champions only lost one game and that was against Crouch in last season so I'm sure they'll be looking to reverse that and make some ground on the leaders but you know as we've seen Crouch um a formidable side at the moment you know who, who can beat them and mm. um, they'll be again looking to sort of extend their lead um, Bush take on Ealing which should, should be a good clash I think Bush have got quite a good record against Ealing so they'll be looking to sort of build on that and um, try and keep 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 you know keep with, keep with the top side but again Ealing will want to do the same thing and then we've got Hampton, yep. North Middlesex. Again, uh, one side slightly not in form and struggling to, to get some wins on the board against the, the side we put up as a, as a title favourite. So, um, and the final one's Richmond Finchley. So, Richmond on a good run. Will Phillips' side played some good cricket. Um, and I'm thinking, you we're know, looking at that game
0: against Finchley and thinking nothing more than a win will be enough for them, I, I take it. Sounds sensible to me. And I think your point about us and Bromsbury not—it's not—it's not completely unfair, really. We're, we're, we're two sides that are struggling a bit. Um, so certainly, the fact that we've beaten Richmond this season, second, North Middlesex fourth, okay. and no one else—it so says a little bit about our chameleon-like character. You know, we, we can play some good cricket against some good sides, but we can also—you know—we can also lose games as well. So I know Bronzeby have had a few injuries. so I don't quite yeah. know how strong they'll be, but um, either way, I think it'll be quite an, in, an important counter, encounter for the two side season. So um, yeah, obviously keep an eye on that one um, what about Division 1 Sal so anything caught you right there so obviously we, we put up Stanmore as our, as our favourites and now they're you know
1: they're like that kind of horse sort of in, in the mid pack and now it's coming to the front I mean beating the house is a massive statement for them uh, I mean you know the guy everyone's talking about in the league young Travis Norris another century for him I mean, is that, he's got... I know you didn't get one last week in the league, in the cup game, but he has got... Yeah, he's in three in the
0: league game. and four four if you count in the cup game, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, what a phenomenal signing he's been. I mean, 18 years of age, you know, to come into the league and, and make the impact he's having, whoever's recruited him... deserves. <laughs> They've done good, team. haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so, yeah, um, it was obviously a top of the top-of-the-table clash and were the victors, having uh, a very good win against Southampton Road. who at one point were in a decent position... At 141 for free and then subsided to 156 all out and you know that was uh that was a that was that was all she wrote would they say Stan Moore came away by 118 runs so yeah that they're, they're the side that we are you know our sort of like our early sort of uh sort of uh predictions on and I'm, I'm sure they're living up to that minute with the performance at the point at the moment but again there was some good ones acting um sales side uh comfortable winning for them guys against uh Wembley for so this sort of in in the hunt still as well, and then um, some, some some of the sides we uh, spoke about in terms of like maybe not challenging but kind of being sort of team that will sort of float around. So you've got uh, Enfield, Tony Sayers again inspires them to win. I mean, the guys now hitting the great
0: run, great run of form. He in is seven, in super like, Nick, isn't he? He's Had a three yeah. really good weekends. Yeah. He comes
1: in quite late, sort of about six seven, which I'm quite surprised. I'm kind of I mean maybe he just feels that's where he, he benefits most from. Um, so you know they 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 beat Brentford by eleven runs. I mean, and I mean, which one he'll when I looked at the scorecard, chasing two seventy plus against Hornsey, uh, and they saw that they won. I, the, the first one that came to my head was thinking Gatin must have got a hundred, and he did. Um, you wouldn't have been wrong, you yeah. Because he he's a, he's a class act, um, and he's he was. A, I mean, they, they've got. I think he must be an overseas player. They've got another guy who who hit ninety as well. look up his name, by the way, Tip Tip I think His name is. Um, good yep. as well, so that was obviously that helped out as well. So we'll only another defeat for them. I'm sure they may be thinking about, um, you know, we need to get back onto the winning trail. So, mm. and which one? I think, as I said, you know, they've got some very good players, and Gasson is, is one of them. I mean, for me, he's, he's the premier cricketer. So the um, fact he's he's still playing Div Div One now, as they call it, and he'll make an impact in games like that. And then yeah. we had a uh, Highgate Osterley, which was which was a draw. Um, I'm sure both sides were were quite attacking sides so I'm sure there was a lot of attacking cricket played but in the end that was the only draw in in the whole division which leaves both sides kind of like in that position where they're just in that bottom part of the table where it's not precarious at the moment but a couple more wins then they could be kind of like finding themselves lower down Mm. um, towards the lower reaches.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, think, I think there's a load of interesting things in, in this division. I mean, uh, Tony Sayers' performances for Enfield do catch the eye. And I I, I I do, you know, you do wonder why somebody comes in so low when they're in such great nick, but maybe that's the way the, the way it fits into the side. I mean, I spoke to Tony um, yesterday about uh, about that game and he said the biggest challenge for him as skipper was, was knowing exactly who to bowl when. He said he had a number of options. And I think cricket's so different to many other sports. Because if you're a football captain, you know, I, I think you shout a lot, you know, you, you encourage... You, you, you try and say nice things but in cricket you make really important decisions that will change the effect of the game and he said the hardest thing for him was working out which bowlers to bowl when because he had so many choices and I think that's that that's something that captains are always struggling with and it sounds like you know um he got it more or less right given that they won by 11 runs a couple of other things that caught my Josh Fisher seems to be getting quite a lot of wickets um, mm. for Acton um yeah. and yet Sahil was saying that that Quite a few other bowlers are arguably bowling better for Acton than he is, but he's he's the man picking up the wickets as part of a team. You know, Alex Brennan doesn't bowl many bad balls, and um, they're, they're a unit that's, that's, I think, a really difficult proposition. And with the bat, Amar Arshad seems to score runs every week, so and he was, I think he was 60 odd not out this week. So, Acton yeah, also as a unit looking good.
1: Well, I think Josh was overseas last year, he's come back again as overseas this year. Yep. Um, so, and obviously, Amar, again, one of the players who's had Premier League experience, so he's, he's, he's you know, he knows what he's doing, he's not going to mess yep. around at that level and then obviously we mentioned Jim and I mean the 100 Jim Gatt scored came with 78 balls but we haven't actually I think Les Bonnard Edwards for Hummsey does also deserve a shout I mean hundred forty-eight yeah. not out in that game in as Horsey posted 270 I'm sure I mean they decked out 49 overs whether that was I don't know, maybe overrate or just, they just thought you know we've got enough runs of the board here now we're, we're confident we can defend this and then, unfortunately they didn't realise Jim Gatton was going to have a, a good day but yeah Les Edwards 148 not out of hundred eight forty eight balls, twelve fours and sixes That must have been quite a joy to watch for the
0: Hornsey faithful as he was yeah. everywhere. Well, he's he's good to watch when he gets going, isn't he? Um, I was going to get back to the issue of declarations earlier. I, I think declarations are, are often a bit misunderstood. I think it's easy to say it was a good declaration if you win, um, but a good declaration definitely, you know, is, is a carrot as well. You want to give the oppos- the opposition the, the thought that they could win because then you've got a more chance of getting them out. So sometimes. You know They will. They, they, they'll get the runs that you set them. So I think just because a team gets runs after you've declared or gets the runs, that doesn't, to me at least, mean it was a bad declaration. Um, but you have to risk a bit, otherwise declarations are you know, they're a bit pointless. Sometimes people score too many runs, which sounds yeah. ludicrous, doesn't it? But I, I definitely saw that in my game yesterday, where I thought Highgate 3s just had way too many runs for Twickenham 3s. And as soon as we lost a few wickets, not a cat in hell's chance of getting it, so you, you, you close up. Whereas if we'd had a few less runs to chase, we probably would have gambled and and they may have got a win rather than a draw, but there we go. Folks, before we crack on, we'll have a few words from our sponsor.
2: Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky. With so many options to choose from, how do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock cricket in producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. So
0: moving into Division 2, Sal, I'm going to start with North London, not just because, because obviously, you're on, on the podcast with us, um, but um, you bowled Southampton out for 34, right? I know. This is Southampton. Game. Play five one five one Southampton.
1: Yeah, I mean... OK. Again, I was I was prime was Saturday and getting checking my phone at the scorecard and it was just getting worse and worse and I'm thinking that's going to be another one of them days because, I mean, obviously, as I mentioned earlier to you, that our batting this year in the last sort of three games is quite worrying in the fact we we're just not able to post you know competitive to total so you look at that kind of score and you think to yourself, okay well you know it's going to be one of them days again where we're going to be facing an, an early defeat and uh game could be over by sort of two o'clock but credit to um we've got a young lad um um he's played against your two this year actually matt riley who's uh he's oh, yeah. really mature now he's a very talented cricketer um he likes to get on the game does score very very quickly and he's probably you know he could be guilty of playing too many shots but yeah, you know, he's a guy who actually, his thirty-one was crucial in in the whole scheme of things. Because from being in the position of you know eighteen for four, um, we managed to get over to a hundred. And you know, I do back Will Will Jones and Freddie Isaac against most sides to you know really take take early wickets and take them one. Obviously, a hundred ticks is quite a low total defend. But you know, then you know, I so said we're getting phone, we're getting messages come through. You know, twenty-seven for eight, twenty-eight for eight, and we think, oh, finally, okay. so, you know, mm-hmm. it's gonna be. They pulled off a great win, so yeah. Jones and Isit both took five each. And um, Alan O'Shea, our captain,
0: who was on pointless during the week as well last week. I uh, need to know more. No, I need. To, you can't just leave that there. I need to know more. Talk, talk us through this. Right, how did he get on? Uh, he did really well. Got to the final. Um, did he?
1: Yeah, yeah. Got to the final with, with his, his flatmate was on there with him. Um, but I think the subject in the end, kind of, I can't remember what the exact subject was. It was really tough. I, mean, I was watching it totally. My brain was totally frozen by then. But. Um, yeah, he did really well, got to the final. Um, and um, unfortunately, he's he obviously like us guys, he likes his sport. And he said the day before the final round was based on sport, so if he'd done the day before, he probably would have won the chatbot prize of two thousand pounds, which is obviously not life changing, but you know, you can all do a bit of cash money wow. well. So, yeah, yeah, so he did really well. So, you can if you want to go and player, it was on the 9th of June, catch I don't know, Trey's appearance, go ahead and uh, check out how he got on, but yeah,
0: I like so, that. I like, but you do know, though, sound like, that that. That's impressive, but it's not as impressive as Matty Watton, one of the. Um, up- uh, yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not. in that league. But, I mean, Matty uh, Watton, yeah. Alex, just so you know, was was not just on fifteen to one; he won fifteen to one with the most points really? ever in the competition. So, Matty Watton, yeah, Premier League stalwart of an umpire. Uh, if you want to go to a quiz, you, you need him on board. He is the man. Um,
1: yeah. He, the, round, the round that he didn't do so um, well was on American Jazz. So you know. Oh, blimey. <laughs> <I didn't, laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, I'm not going to knock him for that. Okay, uh, it's good.
1: but yeah, so yeah, obviously a very good win for us. Um, and so you know, we're we're, we're now up there. Obviously, I think we've also got uh 12 points for that win because obviously we we batted first. So you know, making ground on South Hampstead, who obviously still a very good side. But yeah, really so that's good five side. points behind then, Sam. That's a, that's a huge yeah, that's a huge impact on things, it? It yeah. is not it? It is. But just as I said, we just need to um get some batsman scoring runs now because you can't you just can't rely on those two every single week in week out to bail you out when you're in kind of situations. So um, hopefully we can we have got Eastcote this weekend. Hopefully we can sort of post a score or or chase a score if that's set for us.
0: Yep. I mean I noticed as well Southgate beat Harrow this week. That that's a result that, that caught my eye Southgate sort of you know mid table um, and 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 have done okay but have, but have been bumbling along a bit. Whereas Harrow have been have had a good start to the season, haven't they? And and I, and, and that to me was was the type top result that can change a season really. And maybe Southgate are, are are perhaps set to go on a bit of a run themselves.
1: Yeah, that, that result actually suited us as well because obviously Harrow were were a side who was sort of neck and well not say neck and neck but kind of up there with with Southampton. So Southgate beating them has obviously done their them their you know their, their season good as well. And the old you know, we, we always talk about experienced cricketers and seasoned cricketers in the league, and it was the turn of one of their seasoned cricketers to come to the fore. And it was uh, um taking six for to take his side to victory six for. 32 or 30 or 16 you know, overs, you know, we know he's a difficult yeah. bowler to face. So. I remember
0: facing him 15 years ago and he was bowling about 25 miles an hour then and, um, you know, coming home with 50 wickets every season and, and it ain't really changed, does it? He's, no. he's still full of wickets. He's still full
1: of wickets, Brilliant. still bamboozled batsmen, you know. Yeah. Who, I mean, especially if you haven't played against him. If you played against him, you can work out because we played him this year and we worked out a game plan, our first team batsman, and had to play him. But, you know, if you haven't played against him and you see this guy coming the blow, you think, oh, hello, like, your eyes lights up and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be. Going to the boundary before you're walking back to the pavilion. So, yeah, yep. definitely. Some. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we've been in the city because Southgate obviously haven't been around too much in the city. Maybe a bit of an unknown some of the sides, still potentially, who haven't really come across him that often.
0: Well, yeah, I, I certainly remember facing him back in the late 2000s and thinking, crikey, you know, the, 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 I, don't, I don't understand this problem. And then I could think about it for the rest of the afternoon as I walked back to the pavilion because he, he, yeah. he regularly. I think he got me out three times in, uh, in two seasons when I faced him. And I, I found him a nightmare to face just because he, he, he didn't give much away. He bowled quite slowly um, and, and, and he, he didn't make many mistakes. And that's the bottom line. No, so, no, so Southgate might be a team to, to keep an eye on there. It looks like they're, they're on the up. If we go to Division 3, um, well, um, uh, um certainly piled on the runs again. Um, as did SKLP, actually. They both ended up with 303, not against each other, I should add. But certainly it was a division where there was lots of runs scored. Uh, and Harrowtown beat Headstone Manor. Um, SKLP beat Stoke Newington. Um, and it's it's now sort of looking at Harrowtown, really are, you know, they're pulling away. They're 17 points clear at the top. They're one of only two sides in in, in the whole league that have won all of their games. So they, they, they've they got 62 points out of their six games because they batted first on, on Saturday. So they're, they're certainly one of the sides that's pulling away and, and looking... Uh, looking pretty impressive. Was there anything else in that in that division that caught your eye? Sal, in Division Three.
1: No, no just did just a man of the defeat of the win. Sorry, Harrow I mean, how impressive can you get? 171 run victory, decked out after 42 overs. Um, I know the guy who got the runs in um, Mohibullah or I recall he's been you know he's, he's a, I think he's played Premier Division cricket. So you know him batting in, in in that division is obviously a massive bonus for Harrow Tan. He's probably far too good looking at his stats on Saturday. So yeah, I mean yeah. they're obviously still unbeaten and. Looking like they're going to be going into Division Two if they're carrying
0: at the rate they're going. Absolutely, absolutely. Looking very strong um, in terms of Division Four. Well, we might as well start with a big game in the Division. Alex, old eyes, um, didn't quite go to plan though, right? You, you didn't have such a great down Saturday.
2: No, we didn't. Unfortunately, yeah, it was uh, it was built up all week as a big game for us, um, but uh, Ali Pali were were far too strong for us on the day. Sadly, I mean, um, Sean Gomes who. Uh, Hit 75 in the uh, one two in chasing the one two five. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit 150 the week before against Enfield in the uh, in the cup, and they beat Ooh. Enfield, and obviously Enfield a couple of divisions above them. So yeah, he's he's their their gun bat if you like. But they they also bowled really well. Um, Will Howie he, he bowled 16 overs on the trot, opening the bowling bowling pace and. Um, in that heat was, was was incredible. Really, I mean, he took three wickets, um, and then everyone else everyone else chipped in. Yeah, you that know, Ewan got four wickets as well. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, to be fair to them, they they, they beat us in all, all departments. Unfortunately, but you're still fourth in the league, there. I mean, I see Perry Vale a third.
0: Have you played Perry Vale Phoenicians this season yet?
2: Yeah, we beat Perry Vale the week before. Actually, um, we knocked them out for one twenty and, and chased it down. So. Yeah, uh, we've got to play London Tigers next week. Um, we've had two two rained off and then that second one that got rained off, I think a couple of other teams played that week and then obviously a couple of games, uh, a couple of those teams won. So, yeah, it's a bit of catching up to do now. Yep. well, we talk quite a bit about London Tigers because
0: we've mentioned, you know, Sammy Hyde is there, a well-known name. Uh, in in yeah. the league, who's played at, you know at the top level in the league, and it looks to me like that they're going to be the go-to side, right? Well, see they're ten points clear. Is that, is that the way you are seeing it? Is that it, it's not a false position or anything for those?
2: No, I mean they they've strengthened quite well. I know you've, you've mentioned it previously. They uh, recruited uh, a few players from Harrow Town, and um, yeah, they look they look quite strong. They've they've played six, one, four uh, with two reined off. So. Mm. Um, those those two uh, and Alexandra Park are the ones th- ones to chase for, for us and the others I would say at the moment.
0: Yep, that makes a lot of sense. And down the bottom, have you, have you, I mean, I I'll be perfect. I don't know that much about Lanker Lions and North London Muslims. Besbra, you know, Besbra, a really sort of long-standing member of the uh, of the county league. They look like they're struggling a bit. I see they're eight at the moment. Is Besbra sort of candidates to go down?
2: Well, I'm not, I wouldn't say candidates to go down from what we saw when we played them in in the in the time oh, In the tie um, game, yeah, of course. Yeah, Lanker Lions, they came up from the division b- uh, below alongside Pinner. Mm. Um, so, they could be it could be tricky. We have them this week. Um, North London Muslims, I think they are, um, unfortunately, we were due to play them. It the, was the a rained-off game. Mm. So, yeah, they're, they're at the bottom. I, mean, I think it could be a, a tough one for them this year. Right.
0: And in terms of Division 5, um, I guess you know, you, you, you'll know certainly more about that than most. I mean, I see K-plus currently top they're, they're ten points clear of pressure in United Sports. Is is that broadly what you might have expected? Or what do we need to know looking at that division?
2: Yeah, new, new clipsonians have always been ah. up there uh, there or thereabouts. And um, K plus I think they um I might be I might be wrong in this, but they had a few players come from Bresborough or left for, for Bresborough. I think there was a there was a crossover from there. So mm-hmm. I think they're they're generally quite quite strong. Obviously they're they're ten points clear in in that division, so yeah, and it, and eating three bridges are generally quite quite handy as well. Okay, I mean I I noticed in that division that Calypsonians this
0: week they they're quite a close encounter with Sami Bappa who who looked like they've really struggled. They're they're currently uh, bottom of the table with four points. Sounds like it's been a tough season for them. But Calypsonians, you know only beat them by by 16 runs, and certainly an old an old name that I recognised immediately, Paul Atherley, Scored fifty-eight for Cal- Calipsonianians, and he's he's got a few runs in other games this season. Sal hasn't he? Is that right?
1: Yeah, I mean, just looking at it, he's obviously played high quality. I mean, he's had a great record in, in the MCCO over the years at South Hampstead. So obviously, I'm, I'm, there's another athlete in the side. I'm, I'm assuming it's his son. So um, might be his dad. Yeah. Well, his well. <laughs> Probably not. To be fair, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his dad has done very well. Yeah, eighty-four when um, he opens the
0: batting. No, no. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's what's keeping sort of the fire in the belly going still. With the fact his son's playing and, and he wants to play, but I mean, obviously he's still making an impact with, with the runs he's scored this, this 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 weekend.
0: Yeah, and, and I think he got he's got one hundred and three and an eighty-one in in previous okay. games. So so mm-hmm. he's yeah he's, he's, he's certainly a man who can score runs, and we know that. And it's good to see him still going strong. So, Calypsonians, okay, duly noted. We'll keep an eye on them, because they are they're mid-table, nicely. I mean, only five points off second, now I look at it. Um, so, so, clearly, that could be quite an interesting division to, um, to to keep an eye on. In terms of Division Six, um, well, one thing definitely caught my eye there, and that was, um, I mean, I, again, I don't know too much about the sides. I don't know if there are any that you, you could talk to us about in any great depth, Alex. Well, one was Youth Wing, and, and Youth Wing played... Um, Uh, CRS Cardinals low scoring game they were chasing 77 and they didn't get it Um, they got uh, 69 Um, so you know that they lost by eight runs in a a thriller but if if you look at the card on the Middlesex uh, um, County League website then 10 of their players were called Patel and I'd be really interested to know more if anyone from uh, uh, you think can tell us are they are they all related or, or, or is this just one of those ludicrous coincidences? I mean, I, I assume Patel's a reasonably common name, but um, but I've never quite seen ten people with the same name uh, uh, playing for the same team. I, I do vaguely remember there was a team of Patels that used to play, but I don't think they played competitive cricket. So I, I thought that was quite intriguing. And if anyone knows more, then we'd be um, we'd be keen to hear from them. Uh, have you played any of those sides before?
2: X? The eleventh player. Um, Sorry, no, sorry. the 11th player must be a close family friend. But... <laughs> You'd think so,
0: yeah. I hope you don't feel lonely yeah, in, in, in that unit. <laughs> but um, certainly, the, the, they um, yeah, that, that caught my eye. I thought it was quite interesting. Um, Victoria Park, currently top of Division 6. Have you played them, Alex? Is that a side that you know?
2: I haven't, actually. I think they're a newly formed side. Uh, I, I, I haven't come across them before. Yeah, I think there's a few sides who came into the league
0: uh, fresh this year, and, and and I think they are indeed one. Willow Leather or a second, who were my tip for the title, just in case anyone's <laughs> forgotten, um, based on nothing whatsoever. But they're, they're second, and they're definitely a new side. So um, some new sides doing quite well there, and they may be filtering their way up the leagues, which is what promotion relegation is supposed to supposed to help help with. Um, in the bottom division, um, as folks may remember, there are only four sides left in that now. We did start with with a, a couple more, but they they drifted away for various reasons, and um, it looked like stallions are the side now. Looks like they, they played 4-1, 1-3 one, uh, uh, one, and had one rained off. Uh, and they're a long way clear of London Sportif in second. So, it looks like they're having a good season. I see there's only one game in this division at the weekend. And Salian scored two six nine for four. And London Sportif, actually, uh, were 156 all out. So, um, they're top of Division 7. Um, all that aside, any, any other bits that caught your eye, Sal? Well, I mean, I was to Cotton Saturday and
1: watched a yep. you- Remarkable innings by obviously Johan Silva, friend of friend the port of the port, yeah. Yeah, I mean great innings for him. He's got scored a hundred as Highgate chased down Stanmore's three twenty for six and very generous declaration by Stanmore, by the way. Um but Johan batted really well. But he was given some fantastic assistance by a gentleman by the name of Ed Foster who hit ninety off seventy six balls. When he came into bat, I think Johan was on eighty um so just goes to show how much of the um strike he had and also how much an impact he had with the bat so 192 for six still needing over a you know 130 runs or yeah or around that and they got home with the fact that stanwell actually bowled their over so quickly they got some more overs in so um you know again credit to Stanwell for Stan having that kind of attitude and trying to trying to make um, positive impacts happen but in the end it sort back of backfired. but yeah they, mm. had to, they had 106 not out but Ed Foster, yeah, the ninety opportunities. I mean, I mean I mean Highgate's a small ground, so that mm. can either be played, but you know, under pressure coming in that situation and to, to, to get their side home. So yeah, yep. well done to, to Highgate and then Top score of the guys.
0: day, three twenty. Uh, and of course yep. Stan Moores is the second top score, three nineteen. So um well, well they once scored three hundred plus today,
1: it'll before Stan Moores against Highgate, so they're probably thinking, Yeah, let's try and emulate them and see what we can
0: get. But yeah, they didn't reckon upon obviously Johan and yeah. Mr Foster. And it can't it can't possibly be a bad declaration. 319 in limited overs. Well, it's not limited overs cricket, but in, in terms of one day cricket, you know, I, I think you're dangling a carrot, and fair play to Highgate chasing it. I believe Johan batted really well. Proper openers knock or proper high, top order knock. Took his time and anchored um, everything no, home. Great to see. Yeah, he no, did really well.
1: No, he's yeah. a lovely guy. It deserves it. You know, he got guys nice, nice ovation at the end of the game from both sides. So, yeah, well done, Johan
0: good stuff. The other end of the scale, we had another... I don't want to go on about low scores every week, but I couldn't help but notice the poor old Middlesex Titans twos had another rough one. Um, 22 all out.
2: Um, not ideal. Yeah. Alex, what's the lowest
0: score you've ever been involved in? Can you remember? Have you? Can you beat 22 all out?
2: No, so I, I think we were once rolled for 29 all out. That wasn't the proud day, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Everyone
0: has them, everyone has them, but t- 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 the Titans have had a couple of late, and um, yeah, it's, that, that that was one that, that caught my eye, and that was against Harrowtown, who clearly are a club, as we've said before, that are um, th- that are on the up, so so that, that one was um, yeah rather unfortunate. Um, in terms of the 60 out of 60, then Sal, we've got two sides left, right? We have indeed, yeah, so it's now
1: down to Harrowtown uh, obviously we mentioned earlier on, beating Headstone Manor by considerable amount of runs and yep. crowd in for 11 who beat Harrison Ray's by seven wickets so it's now down to two who's going to be the last mm. team surviving will it be going to next weekend or will one of them fall this weekend yep. interesting to see
0: and that reminds me actually I mean of course we're now in a situation where sides can draw so they can batten down the hatches and, and, and not you know and avoid defeat but I, I, I wonder if that's going to make you know make it even more difficult because even sides that are really good and are really better than the rest in their division. You know, it does get a little bit harder if you're batting first and you have to bowl the side out. I mean, you have to declare at the right time. I mean, you have to think a little bit more strategically about what you're doing. So, I wonder if that will come into the uh, come into the equation here. Um, and, I mean, I mentioned before, I think the art of the declaration is much misunderstood. And you had a good stat on that one, Sal, about the number of draws we saw this weekend.
1: Yeah, look, I counted up all the games this weekend, as um, as I like to do, obviously. Um, yeah, so, of all the games played this weekend, 10% of them were drawn. So, you know that's that's from first to third. Level. So I mean, yep. counting over ninety games. I think this weekend, maybe more than that. So that's a hundred roughly to get ten percent. So yeah, um, sides are still playing positive cricket. You know, time cricket yeah. is now in, in 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 operation. But sides obviously want to get results and, and move up the table. You know, as, as much as they can. So let's see if that. I mean, obviously it's early
0: days. Let's see how if that trend continues yep. over the next sort of. But also the the case for the defense there, and I'll I'll put it even though there are things that you could say that are against it is that. With the draw being in, winning becomes so much more important. It really is an encouragement to make you go for it because the difference between 12 points and 5 points is massive. So yeah. certainly, I remember one season uh, in 2014 where, where we had 18 games uh, at Twickenham. We won 9, lost 7, had 2 rained off, finished 2nd. Um, so, so we would gamble and gamble and gamble um, to, to try and win the game. And if we lost the odd one, well, so be it. But we really wanted those wins massively bothered about draws and, and it wasn't with really throwing wickets away, it was just trying to get, get get everything in the right in the right place, declare at the right time, bat properly, set the right fields, try and get people out. And I, I think it, it's just a, 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 an all-round product that's more interesting, actually, and it really encourages positive cricket. I hate it when people say that, time, that limited overs cricket is more positive, as I see the four men in the ring, everybody else mm. on the boundary, defending the runs, and think, just try and get them out, folks. It's often a good way of slowing the run rate. But there you go, off the soapbox. But I do think that ultimately, time cricket can produce much more positive cricket if captains are switched on to how to do it. Discuss no. no, don't discuss. But I don't know what's your take <laughs> on it, Alex. Do you like the split as it is? Do you think there should be more of one format or the other?
2: No, I agree. Actually, I, I think it's uh, the way it's set out at the moment is is good. You know, you, you have that split, and it it just springs in other clubs into you know whatever the league they're in. Yep. In regards to can they, you know, can they plan a bit differently, you know, tactically with the uh, the time games or the toss becomes a little bit more more interesting now if you're going to bat first and go for those 12 points but yep. are you also going to be confident that you can get those 10 wickets if you're bowling second so
0: yeah I think it's
2: a it's a bit more bit more tactical yep that makes a lot of sense to me
0: Sal any thoughts on this one no I agree right what I like is that with
1: the last four games is it being the one dayers it's, it makes it so much more interesting in terms of, you could be a side who probably you know 30 runs, thirty points off the off the top plate top plate, and you know four three or four wins and you're up you know towards the top so it doesn't make it an entertaining end to see them but yeah i definitely think the time format is just good in developing skill cricketers you know we've mentioned obviously the bush boys and what they did but especially so many young players playing cricket nowadays as well it's just good to develop a new sort of skill set they may not experience so often when they're playing sort of younger sort of colts cricket and the, the overs format, you know how to how to how to manage your, your innings in certain situations when, you know, the overs are obviously different to what you might play in an yeah. overs game situation. And also
0: how to get people out, Sal. Yeah, absolutely crucial that you get people out, even if you're bowling first. It makes sense to try and get people out, and I think it's sort of easy to to drift away from that when you're just playing limited overs cricket. You know, if I'm feeling really grumpy, it becomes a bit like glorified baseball. You know, where people just try and whack it as far as they can, whoever hit, you know. Whoever whacks it furthest wins. And of course, that, that's not the way time cricket works at all. There's a bit more nuance. Um, but there we go. That's another debate for a cold winter's evening. So we may well come back to that. There's been some cup news, um, Sal. Do you want to keep us up to date on that one?
1: Yep, yeah, sure. So we mentioned last week the, the, the T20 sort of coming to its closing stages in Middlesex and um, Ealing hosted uh, Twickenham, Richmond, and Acton yesterday at their, at their ground. And first of all, in their game, they beat Acton. and Richmond beat Twickenham yep. and led to a final between Twickenham and... Sorry, uh, and Richmond, which eating won by 30-odd runs. It's good to see a couple of the old players. When I'm saying old, I'm talking about age-wise and thought sort of like guys who've been there for a while. And Lee Parry, Ahmed Eletch both played in the final and both scored a considerable amount of runs as they got their sides home. So they'll now be playing when we we'll come through from next week's uh, sort of 2020 kind of like group situation we've got and playing Stanmore and Northman against Bronsbury. So that's going to be mm. an interesting weekend next Sunday. And then we've got um, the Conference Cup, which some of our sides enter as well during the season. Um, used to be called the old Bertie Joel, and now it's the Conference Cup, sort of renamed. Um, defeat for Southampton lost to a couple of Salston and Brabham, I think, who are in the East Anglian Premier League. So they're no sort of um, mugs of, in terms of how good level they play, very strong level they play and Crouchen were another side who have now fallen to the scourge of the MCCO and East Molesey, who mm. defeated Crouchen by, I think, 20-odd runs. You mean the, the dude end. from the IPL? You mean him, basically? Well, he actually hit, suddenly enough, he didn't get any runs in the back. Oh, okay. um, he took, he took uh, a couple of wickets and a couple of catches, but he wasn't the player that um, was the one who caused all the problems. There was a bit of controversy. I did catch some of the game on, on, um, on Frogbox, which had been used by clubs now. And that a catch was claimed by Crouchen, which... East Moles, he felt, was not claimed and there was a bit of a chat taking place and I kind of felt that um, that maybe sort of soured the game in some ways and um, mm. but Crouchen, yeah, I mean they, they, they had a decent side out they sort of changed some of their batting order um, and so, so yeah, they've been knocked out by East Moles, you now have obviously taken Cale Crouchen, Twi- Teddington, and Richmond this
0: season so they must mm. be thinking, MTCL it's,
1: it's MCCL lark. It's not very good, but we need to obviously prove them wrong
0: although I was saying yeah. that there were close games, all of them, weren't they? Certainly, the, the T20 against Richmond was very close, and it's super over. Well, they should have won, really, if, if they if they played by the correct regulations and, and you yeah. know the competition standards. But obviously, they weren't to know that at the time. That's yeah, the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, lots to, lots has happened last weekend. We have plenty more uh, coming up this weekend. Obviously, I know that certainly Twickenham and Ealing meet again for the third time in eight days when in, in the Middlesex Cup. Um, so maybe it'll be third time lucky for Twickenham, maybe not. We'll see. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of other, um, plenty of other action to, to keep us entertained. Remind us again, Alex. What, you, old eyes are where you're playing. We are Lanker Lions ah, this yeah. week. Okay, good stuff. And North... in uh, Wembley. Good stuff. And North London South. Just remind me again. So we're, we're at home to East Cote. East Cote. Oh, interesting one.
1: Interesting. Yeah. yeah I mean, cool. it's in there, yeah.
2: You'll be happy to know that um, you got a mention on the, on Saturday, Dan. The, the podcast. Did we? Okay. I was uh, I was walking to to the crease going into bat and uh, Henry Oliver from Ali Pally. Says, oh, here comes the old timer from the <laughs> podcast. Sorry about that, Alex. <laughs> so you've got another listener there. That's uh, that's always good. Yeah, to well, know. I did have
0: um, some somebody say to me uh, uh, last season in one of the games. You know, come on, give him something to say in the podcast. Come on, keep him entertained. <laughs> definitely had worse things say to me on the cricket field. But okay. <laughs> Good stuff. For the record, Alex, you're actually 24, aren't you? Is that the official age? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just in case it was any dates Good. Cool. <laughs> folks. Thank, thanks for your input as ever. Fascinating to catch up on all things MCCL. Um, go well at the weekend, and um, we'll no doubt be speaking again uh, very soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Alex. Cheers, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Bye. Thanks, all.